Hello and welcome to the latest from Heart Standard. My name is Joel Skett and I'm not joined by my colleague James today. He is off but he will be back tomorrow to preview the Celtic game. But at the moment I thought it would be good to jump on and look back at the Hearts AGM which took, which took place this morning. <clears throat> well, it took it started this morning, it uh, carried on into the afternoon and uh, so for those who are watching, uh, feel free to fire questions in and I'll do my best to answer them. But um, I, I thought it would be good to jump on, talk about the AGM before going into the Foundation Hearts AGM, which starts at six o'clock and see, uh, can cover the, the, the various topics. And I suppose this was a long AGM. It lasted nearly two and a half hours, started at 11, got out about half past one, meaning there was plenty of topics to cover. I suppose the best place to start would be Naismith, probably. Uh, there was obviously a lot of questions from the shareholders present around the, the, the management, both the appointment and the performances this season. And there was also talk within the, the board's um, the, the time they spoke before they got to the question. So Anne Budge spoke, Andrew McKinley spoke, uh, spoke at length, Jackie Duncan, Finance Secretary, she also spoke, but not about uh, Nason's position. Uh, but I think one, sh one shareholder probably made the one shareholder made the point about the style of football and said he was completely underwhelmed by it. Now, this was met by applause from the vast majority in the room. There was maybe three to 400 shareholders there, and yeah, it probably best summed up the mood amongst those in attendance. He, the shareholder, admitted he was, he was behind the appointment uh, to begin with, but that has changed just with the, the way, the direction of, of how the, the team has performed. Uh, so firstly, the, we'll kind of look at what was the view from the board of the current performances. Um, both Budge and McKinley admitted, they, I think they held their hands up and there was aspects that, of the performances that they've struggled to watch this season. There was talk of where one fan, uh, one fan mentioned how um, they would like to see the team pass the ball forward uh, a lot more. Budge, she said, yeah, I would like to see that, that too. So in terms of the the, the performance is that something that the the board admitted that is, is the, the, that style that's went from kind of played a big factor in Stephen Naismith getting the job during his interim spell not has not really carried over into the uh, to this the, the season so far and then you look at the you can kind of bring in Joe Savage, sport director in the recruitment, he can held his hands up that maybe they've not got the, um, he took responsibility and maybe the, the, the players that brought in maybe weren't the, the type that suits um, suits Nace with him, what he wants to, what he wants to bring. After all, this is a team that's, um, that finished against Aberdeen on Saturday, kind of holding, not looking like it was going to score a second goal, kind of holding on to what they got. That was something that Stephen Naismith said he never wanted to do, but that's what it looked like at the weekend. And then he also finished with essentially a back five. Like all five have played centre back at one point in the Hearts career. You could argue four of them are actually centre backs, and Stephen Kingsley, Craig Calcutt, Frankie Kent, Kai Rogues, and obviously you had. Alex Cochran. So, yes, yeah, something has um, something's not gone uh, gone correctly, and you, you do look at that. Nice have wanted to play a four-two-three-one, and he's now been playing a, a back five. So, yeah, that's not what their initial thoughts in the summer in terms of recruitment. What was expected, the style, is not kind of um, 
transpired. Now, I think a lot of people will be wondering, it's like, oh, is, is, he under, um, is he under pressure now? The board were never going to come and say, oh, he's got X amount of games to um, uh, kind of to save his job. There's there's no that there's a difficult run coming up, but starting with Celtic on uh, Celtic on on Saturday, the, uh, Bud spoke very highly of uh, Naismith. She talked about how, when in the conversations she's had with with, with, with Naismith, that he's talked about the mentality, the mentality of players that he sees everything in training, and then it gets onto the pitch, and maybe there's struggle with maybe that pressure element of it. That's uh, Big thing with Naismith is he wants mentality of players to be able to handle the pressure of playing at Hearts. Of course, he played for Hearts, he played for Rangers, he played for, for big, big clubs and understands that. She said that she wants to give him, she likes to give people time to assert their, um, have time to get their points across and not be too uh, too rash in making uh, making decisions. McKinley has got a lot of uh, time for Naismith, but to say that the um, that the, the, the Zach is not a consideration was not quite true because the McKinley noted the the issue with uh, like we brought up the point of Robbie Nielsen last season that they um, understood that and said that Stephen Ace understands that foot, uh, the business of football is results. If we don't get it, then the, what happens is you get removed from your post, as has happened with uh, with Robbie Nielsen. The, they did talk about how Stephen Ace was just off the uh, manager for the month from November. That prompted a laugh from uh, a lot of people in attendance, and he talks about how Hearts got a game in hand. So when it Go into go into third place. However, the game against Dundee, which is the uh, the game in hand, doesn't take place until January. So Hearts got Celtic this weekend. There's every chance that they won't be three points behind third. They might be um, be more points behind them. So yeah, that's that was kind of the the focus around the uh, the focus around the first team performances, essentially. They understand the frustration. The uh, understand the frustration of the fans. The style was not the what they um, what they hoped for. What Stephen Naismith hoped for. That maybe recruitment has played a uh, played a part in that. Now, in terms of the appointment of Stephen Naismith, this is something that I'll get the quote up here because I, I I tweeted out. This is something that um, will no doubt um, annoy uh, or <laughs> a point that fans will disagree with. McKinley said on Naismith's appointment, there was not an other immediately available option which was definitely less risky and more attractive. That's probably a point that fans are going to disagree with and take issue with. The, uh, McKinley did say that there were other candidates considered. They spoke to um, directly or indirectly. He didn't name names because of the People they spoke to were, or uh, I think the, I think he said all of them were in roles at that time. Obviously, Martis Fuentes was the probably most. Uh, he didn't name names, but Martis Fuentes, as reported in um, various publications, was someone who's considered. Now he's um, now he's at Queens Park Rangers. They felt that Naismith, with the style of the team during the interim spell, the mitigating factors uh, around results. Hearts did only win two of the seven, a couple of games down to 10 men, but they showed up well against Celtic and Rangers. And then the big thing was, the big thing, um, the big thing was around the, 
final game of the season where there was this energy, there was the reaction after the draw against Hibs, and they felt that there was a um, there was a big um, they were, not all, but there was a lot of people that thought Nasif was the right man to take the, the take the team forward. There were, I know there'll be a lot of Hearts fans that um, disagree with you, or probably maybe changed the view since then. But that was kind of that was that was a focus then. Uh, rather than me blabber on for ages, I'll look at some of the comments and see if I can answer any questions. Uh, Mark Igliam say hi, Joel. I do find that the board saying. He sounded out other managers, but I felt Nasey was the best option winning. The standard of applicants can't have been that great if that's the case. So, yeah, I think, that, as I said, this is probably the point that's going to be, um, it's going to get a lot of Hearts fans uh, backs up that they've, the Hearts have gone down the route of bringing in a manager whose only real manager experience was the long league uh, with the Hearts B team. And they've Surely there would be better out there. Andrew McKinley spoke about how they had a chat with Aberdeen and found that Aberdeen spoke about the difficulty of hiring a manager. Uh, and when they were uh, when they were replacing Jim Goodwin and they went down Barry Robson route, so there will there will have been there will have been uh, managers who put their names forward, but essentially just they couldn't afford. Uh, they've just been out of um, hearts uh, hearts reach uh, financially. And now I don't know the. Um, the, the the people who applied for the job, um, other than uh, than Sifuente, so it's hard to speculate how much experience these guys have, how um, how good these managers managers are. But when you look at it, the when you look at Sifuente's, I'm on a, a personal uh, level, having read a fair bit about him and his style of football, I wasn't sure if he'd be the right man just because of the type of football he wants to play and how it would work in, in Scottish football. Now, again, the style of football that Hearts have been playing at the moment probably doesn't work in, uh, certainly doesn't work in, in Scottish football. But yeah, I, I can understand why there is, um, why there's scepticism about that kind of comment uh, um, by by McKinley in terms of Naismith was the best, like the the least risky of um, of the of the managerial options considered. Um, so born better six eight. I feel we should not be taking applications for the next one. Identify someone and go and get them. Preferable for it as someone who's won a won a trophy. Um, says born better six eight. Yeah, I think that's something where I think all Hearts have been certainly talked about it in the past where they're always always got succession planning. I think that's a big thing for football clubs is succession planning where if um, they have to be wary that if a ma- if their manager does really well and gets taken uh, um, gets kind of taken away or they have to replace a manager that they should have options ready to go. Um Pops score 15, 15 million pounds staff costs we deserve to demand more points for what we have this season. I don't think anyone can uh, argue with that. Uh, Graham says Nacy wants to trim the squad and bring in more young players, but we've had young players on the bench and don't get a chance. So yeah, this is this is a really good uh, point, Graham. Actually, uh, just about the, the size of the squad, January transfer, um, January transfer window um, aims and young players. So currently, um, Joe Savage said that the priority is a right back. I don't think that's any sh- a shock to anyone. Odella Fires obviously gone back to Brighton just because of his. Um, um, health issues. You got Nat- Daniel Atkinson's only other right back. He's just come back from a two-year, uh, sorry, a two-month um, injury. So yeah, right back's a prior- priority. And then after that, it's about probably reducing the. the Naismith wants to reduce the size of the first team squad. Now, with the hope of freeing up to allow first uh, younger players to uh, 
get into the get into the first team and have that experience. You could make the point that because why don't just do it now and just basically say to the experienced squad members who are don't have a long term future at the club, just go. Sorry, but you are not in our long term future. We want to get these younger players in now. So I don't think there's a point to be made there. Do you really need to wait to get rid of um, uh, some of the first team players to make room for the young players? Why not just do it straight away? Um, Graham Stewart asked, Joe Savage says he thinks Nasus has the ability to change a game. So this is this is another one where um, one of the shareholders um, criticised Naismith and his uh, substitutions and uh, tactical decisions with, uh, within a game. This is, Joe Savage said he disagreed. I can actually see where um, Savage is coming from in this one because I think well, you can point to you can point to the Aberdeen game where Naismith I don't think he got his tactics uh, right in the second half. I don't think he got his um, uh, personnel choices with uh, subs right, right in the second half. And then people will also look at the Edinburgh derby where two 0 up drew two two again. They'll point to the Alex Lowry substitution. But on the flip side, you look at some of the um, key decisions he made. Um, key decision was bringing uh, George Grant off the bench at half-time against uh, Livingston helped um, helped Hearts creativity and they got uh, they got better in that second half. The Alex Lowry off the bench against Kilmarnock in the League Cup scored the winner and then the double substitution, I think it was a double substitution at Ross County where uh, Alex Lowry and uh, Alan Forrest combined to score the winner goal both came off the bench. So, I mean, you can see, you can you can see it from two sides of the view where I can understand why Savage um, backed and maybe disagreed with the the point from the Gerald and 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 backed Naismith. But yeah, again, it comes back to an inexperienced an uh, manager maybe making the wrong choices. But at the same time, there's experienced managers who make poor uh, tactical decisions in game and uh, substitutions. Um, David Clark says, did they do a breakdown of where Foundation Hearts money is going? Does Foundation Hearts money go to women's team and also tell? Uh, no, they didn't do a breakdown of the Foundation of Hearts money. That's um, that's That might be something that could be brought up in the Foundation of Hearts AGM, which starts in, uh, starts in 35 minutes. In terms of just on the, the women's team in the hotel, the... Andrew McKinley brought this up without being prompted and said uh, he understands that not women's football, that women's football is not not for everyone, and the uh, and there's a lot obviously people questioning why there is investment in the, the women's team, but at the same time he pointed out that the um, there's a lot of sponsors that get involved with the club because of the the women's team. They see what Hearts are doing with. Uh, they see what Hearts are doing in terms of the, the community having this women uh, team and that's attracted sponsors which have brought in money. I think it's a big uh, big thing for James Anderson as well. You see how um, how involved he is in the women's game and with Glasgow City. So that's that's a big thing and I think that's... Um, he's also through Bailey Gifford sponsored uh, the Capital Cup between Hearts and Hibs women. So I think um, uh, he he might be a big driver of it. So, yeah, uh, I, I also think it does look good for outside um, sponsorships, partnerships, that Hearts do have uh, a, a women's team and have that exclusivity. Inclusivity, sorry. Um, while the hotel 
the in terms of there wasn't they didn't break down as far as I can remember how much the hotel was uh, was costing but they did say that it is opening in February 2024 and in the first four months of the of its um, of its opening and because that'll go into the 2023 20 no the 2020 yeah 2023-24 accounts that'll be um that'll bring in one million pounds worth of revenue and then going forward it'll be uh, and Budge said it'll be substantially more, but she wouldn't put a figure on it. So they do feel that the hotel was going to be a massive driver of of revenue. So on kind of just going off on a tangent, Jackie Duncan spoke really, really well, actually. And she kind of just did a breakdown on the kind of just disproving the fact that uh, the, 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 the club do invest heavily in the football side of things, but they also need non-football and things to, um, or non-footballing income drivers to bring in, uh, bring in money. That's a big thing for the hotel. The hotel is better being there rather than just laying empty. And to make that, they do have to make that initial investment to get it back. And the projections they feel will they will bring, um, they'll get a lot of money back from that. But again, we'll see how that, um, see how that um, kind of pans out. Was there any, any indication we bring in players injured in the next window? Right back, midfield and strikers, surely. Yeah, I touched on that earlier on. Right back's a priority and I think the in terms of the rest of the um the rest of the areas will depend on probably who who leaves. But again, the uh Nason's looking to make room in the squad uh with the hope of bringing through younger players. Um then why give Boyce a deal, new deal? Because I think William Boyce is a very good player. He's a really um, important player within the dressing room. And I think his absence, I think a lot of fans begin to understand how important he is, uh, um, how important he is on the pitch and off the pitch. And again, you, you need to have a balance of experienced players and younger players. He's going to be key to helping younger players come through. Is uh, Pace has never been a big thing, so he'll. I think he'll still be a key player, and you need to have players within the squad to understand what Hearts are about. Have that experience. Boyce is one of them. Uh, if the young Matthew Harold asks, if the young players aren't added to the squad after after January, will the B team uh, disbanded? No, the B team is in the hope. Uh, the club hope the B team is very much here to stay for the long term. Andrew McKinley said that he is in discussions with the Lola League about a permanent solution for the B team rather than a year-to-year one. Um, DW Jambo says, we are struggling for a right-back and pace. Surely we can get more young players into the team now. You should be given a chance before the draws we signed from a board. We need goals. Kirk has scored a load for B. There's definitely players in the B team who I think are ready to contribute. Um, I've, I've I've said on here before that uh, I think Mackenzie Kirk's probably one of those players who might need to go else um, somewhere else in between the Lone League and uh, Hearts because just he's not the type of player that's going to um, at the moment replace Lauren Shankland. I think he needs to bring more to his game and that kind of physic- uh, physicality, uh, um, physicality element. But it's really encouraging the fact that he is a goal scorer. That's, uh, that's really important. And then that's a really important quality and then you can you can work on the rest in terms of the physical side of things but it's really encouraging i i think um 
Was there any mention of contract talks with Shankland? No, there wasn't at the AGM, but there was. So we sat down with Andrew McKinley afterwards, the written press did, and we asked him about Shankland and his contract talks. So I can't say anything because it's an embargo on it. So I will um, uh, all say is that there will be a piece coming out on Heart Standard at 10.30pm tonight, which will give an update on Shankland and uh, any potential contract talks. Um, and Chris Somerville says we're totally devoid of pace and are unable to counterattack. This is a reason. Uh, this is a massive reason why we only win by odd goal. I can't disagree with any of that, uh, Chris. I do think we um, we do lack pace in the final. Uh, just just across the pitch, I think we do. We lack pace without the ball. We lack pace with it as well. So yeah, that's um, um, that's that that's very true. Um, other than that, I'm trying to think of, uh, I've gone through a majority of the comments, I'm trying to think of anything else that was um, that was pertinent to discuss. I think um, important to kind of note uh, Joe Savage, he took, um, he took some responsibility and felt that uh, the said I'll take criticism on board. Maybe some of the players we've signed have not met the standards we've set. This is a learning curve for me and I take critis the criticism on board. I deserve the criticism. It's not Stephen or the coaching staff's fault that they aren't carrying it out. He wants to, uh, he wants to attack. <clears throat> so one of the questions was asked about Daniel Armstrong. Come on, a winger who would who would actually the, the way Hearts are playing just now with the back three would very much suit the right wing back position. Um, he Savagula, um revealed that it would cost seven figures to sign him from Kamarnik, which um, which sounds about right. It's just it's one of those where you're signing if you're buying players from other Scottish sides, then you're paying a premium. So when it comes to these players, Hearts are best operating trying to get them on a free contract like they did with Sander Clark and Alan Forrest, guys who have performed well for other clubs in Scotland and they ran down their uh, ran, ran down their uh, contract. See, David Watson said, Danny Armstrong was a must sign and, and a, a strain off it him. So yeah, Danny Armstrong would um, require a record-breaking deal from Hearts. Strain off it is a good shout because he is out of contract at the end of the season. He is someone that you think uh, would, um, would be an improvement again plays uh, right uh, right wing back and plays um plays right back uh CG fifteen oh five did he mention why they happened if there are plans to fix the recruitment issues. No I think the big thing is they want to be the hearts want to scour the the entire market. They they want to be in innovative uh bringing players from abroad and again it's um bringing players maybe from Japan, Australia, Costa Rica they yeah they may well be uh maybe it will be cheaper because like I said there's a premium to get Scottish uh, players but there's that balance because over the years hearts of uh, recent years have said um if not from the Scottish market Scottish players Kingsley Mackay Shankland uh, Xander Clark Alan Forrest Lewis Nielsen uh, they've signed players from from down south so there's there's that balance to to be had the the recruitment department think the these markets abroad will bring value for money. And again, I think I think it's still harsh to write off Vargas, Oda, and uh, Tagawa. So far, more so Tagawa and Vargas because it's not even been six months, and um, they have obviously yeah, there's that adaptation period. But the you can on the flip side, you can just turn back and say then why are we signing players who take ages to uh, settle? I kind of I can understand that point, but it's. Um, 
<laughs> did they say how they're going to uh, fix it? But no, I think there's. Uh, I think there'll be a more focus on maybe players and how they would fit within Scottish football because it is important that to come in Scottish football you need to deal with the physical side of things. You need to be aggressive, uh, play with tempo. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how. Um, if, how or if the Hearts recruitment uh, changes over the next um, kind of next couple of windows, but uh, Savage did say we definitely look in Scotland. I can I can promise you that when asked about it, um, he did say I'll take the criticism forward and try to make sure we sign better players who we feel are fit to wear the the Hearts jersey. Um, the only other thing we can really say is next year's budget there'll be a slight drop in uh, revenue, but the staff costs are still going to, they plan to increase them by £300,000 and donation, not going to be so reliant on donations, they're going to drop below £6 million. So that was, um, yeah, so that's that's kind of rundown of the AGM today. Uh, it was a bit um, <laughs> all over the place, so I apologise for that. I was just going off uh, going off vibes more than anything else. Um, but we'll have, um, we'll have more reaction from the AGM uh, interview with Andrew McKinley on the site tonight. Uh, I'll probably be doing a kind of comment piece on how the AGM went, how the Foundation Hearts AGM went, and of course on the website at the moment you can see the instant reaction where uh, I kind of split in all the various... Um, uh, things that happened at the AGM into different topics. So uh, again, apologies for my rambling, but I thought we'd jump on and give you a wee bit of uh, background and context about the AGM today. Thank you very much for listening and thank you very much for continuing to support and subscribe Heart Standard. Be sure to check out everything on the website over the next couple of days. Uh, until next time, thank you and goodbye.